Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is... That's me. Hi, I'm Amanda. So today we decided to talk a bit about the TV series that nurtured our geekdom. There were a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While researching the episode, we tried to find 90s TV series because that's when we grew up or tried to grow up a bit more. <laughs> and then we're like, did we actually succeed in becoming adults or no. growing up children? Because definitely not adults because you can't be an adult when you're 14. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I certainly <laughs> agree with you there. <laughs> but it was interesting and I personally fell down a big black hole of stuff that I recall and went down memory lane. Yeah, I found that as well because I was first writing things out from memory and then Monica was like, I just Googled 90s TV shows. And then I was like, oh my God, remember this one and this one? Oh my gosh, this one. And this one was the best. And now the list has gone from like five to 15. <laughs> oh yeah. But that was really interesting. So what would you say? What's the number one TV series that influenced you in your geekdom? Okay, so the number one TV series that influenced me as a person is not necessarily something super geeky. So I'm going to have two answers. Yes, please. Care Bears, the cartoon from like the late 80s um, with these adorable little bears living in the clouds, being nice and shining goodness and happiness on the world and blasting away dark clouds of sadness from people would be probably the TV show that influenced me the most in my entire life. Don't know if it could be classed as geeky because, well, it was about like fluffy teddy bears, you know, so... I mean, it's a comic, like a cartoon, and you can create merch out of it, so technically it's geeky. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so definitely that one is my biggest, biggest, biggest influence because, oh. well, I had loads and loads of the stuffed toys. My cousin, when he was one, gave me a Tenderheart Care Bear. I was two, and he gave it to me, and it became like my bear forever. He's sitting on display in my bedroom. He's been through a lot with me, been to almost every country with me. Like he's just, he's the bear that, that cares. <laughs> I'm almost crying over here. That's oh, don't cry. <laughs> I just recall um, Care Bears from movies that we rented. I don't remember. Day, if I get really sad, I'll still watch one of the movies, the, the second one. Can you just brief me again a bit? I remember they all had different signs on their belly, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there was like Tenderheart Perry had a heart and Braveheart Lion. Yeah, I think he had a, a heart with like a crown on it. Funshine Bear had a sun and Good Luck Bear had a shamrock and Grumpy Bear had a cloud that was raining. <laughs> Cheer Bear had a like a glittery heart and I could go on because I know way too much about them so I suppose like yeah okay that was geeky because I know friggin everything about them yes 
that's childhood geekdom, right? And I mean, it's still cute. I would definitely watch them if I saw them now. I definitely have them on DVD. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Now did you mention it? I didn't even write that down. Do you know Tao Tao? No. Oh, that was a panda bear. Best childhood memory ever. It was a comic, <laughs> like a cartoon also. I think it was a Chinese one. Must be Chinese because they sang so high at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where my love for panda bears comes from because maybe. I really find them so adorable. I was really small, but I don't remember much. So did the Care Bears have different abilities or did they just have to work together as a force against the bad? Um, Yeah, pretty much just work together as a force against the bad. They all had different personalities based on their names. Sports or Champ Bear was all about the sports and Tenderheart was the leader of the the pack and Brightheart Raccoon was a smart one. But when it came down to it, like their interactions with people were based on their personalities, but their actual defeating of the evil was all about their Care Bear Stare, which was a ability that shone light out of their stomach emblems. I remember that. I remember them forcing together a big ray of light. Yeah, no, definitely. Like the more of them that came together, definitely the more positive energy they could spread out into the world. It's a good analogy and for the world and, and how we should approach it and just approach it with positive and find your people that spread your positive energy. And I like it. It influenced me a lot <laughs> to this yeah. day. I'm like, collaboration over competition. Be friends <laughs> with everyone. Positive, joy, ray, sunshine, happiness, love. <laughs> that sounded a bit like Captain Planet, though. <laughs> okay, well, Captain Planet was a huge influence as well. <laughs> spoke to my environmentalist heart. I remember Captain Planet too. Sometime between 7 and 10 or 6 and 10, I remember us sitting at the window ledge and hiding behind the curtain and then reenacting the intro of Captain Planet and making some other stuff up while doing that so that was a huge influence when I was a kid now I only know that Captain Planet was blue (laughs) yeah I don't remember much about the tv show itself just I know the the song and that there was four rings and they came together for earth air fire water yeah I don't even remember the rings but there were four people that when they mixed together then Captain Planet came yeah it was the rings when they put their rings together rings yeah. But you have to think about the fact that it's long time ago. Pretty long time ago, yeah. Like 25, yeah. I did watch a clip recently because somebody mentioned that Captain Planet was trying to save Belfast, which is where I live now. And it was, I don't know what the word to describe it is. It didn't hold up well. We'll say that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is, you wouldn't say a lot of this stuff now. Just watch it and you'll see Captain Planet saves Belfast. Okay, Google it later. So what about you, Monica? Like what were some of your, um, or what would you say is your biggest geeky influence from your childhood? My biggest geeky influence from my childhood. Hmm. I said it in the first few episodes. So what I really recall now when I think about it is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That was really awesome. But then when I looked through your notes, I realized that there was another series with melissa joan hart 
which is curious explains it all. So I mixed those two up in my head. But uh, when I talked about Sabrina, I saw it, her in Clarissa's room. I really enjoyed both of them. They were very funny. There was a lot of girl power in Sabrina. Apparently, I have a thing for wizardry because I did watch a lot of TV when I was a kid. So, I mean, I'm from Austria. I don't know if you've noticed that already. <laughs> we haven't You're talked about Austria. it yet, ever before. <laughs> so... <laughs> We only had, we were the first ones around my friends where we got a satellite dish. So we were the first ones to also get other TV channels besides our two channels that we had. So then I had access to Nickelodeon and all the other awesome stuff because I recall that a lot of my friends hadn't when they were kids. So we got a lot of TV channels and stuff pretty early on when I was a kid. So I did watch a lot of TV. I still do. Now it's Netflix binging. but So there was all the stuff that's on Nickelodeon. So Rugrats and Hey Arnold. And I saw that you wrote down a few more. Um, all that. I, that one I don't recall. I looked it up. I looked at the images. I don't remember that. It was like a, a kid's improv show. So like some of it was scripted, but some of it was improv and just skits and sketches. And it was like Saturday Night Live for kids. No, don't read. No, no. Mm-mm. it was so good, so good, and just the comedy that came out of it was perfect for that that era, like the late nineties. <laughs> the thing is, I have a very bad memory, so I know that I've watched a lot of them, but I don't remember details. So I know that I watched a lot of Rugrats. I just know the bald baby. Other than that, I don't remember much. I know them all. I was obsessed with Rugrats. <laughs> I just remember really random shit like all the names of the people from the Rugrats, of the babies from the Rugrats. Like. Enlighten me. Oh, okay. There was Tommy, Chucky, Phil and Lil, Angelica. Oh, that might be it. There was only the five babies, wasn't there? I don't remember. <laughs> Even that I don't remember. Chucky had like bright red hair and he had a snuffle. Like and- Chucky the murder doll? That's kind of creepy. Wow, I never made that connection before. Thanks, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Anytime. Seriously, like taking the word at all. Yeah, now that you say that, similarities are really high up there. Kind of <laughs> weird. Well. Um, there's also Doug. Did you ever watch that one? I just know it, but I didn't like consciously watch it. I know that it was out there, but yeah. I, I thought Doug was cool. For a cartoon, it dealt with kind of serious issues as well, like things that, that teenagers and preteens would actually be dealing with. So it wasn't just all fun and games it was I kind of connect Doug with bullying a lot yeah there was definitely a lot of issues with bullying in it the adventures of Pete and Pete it's one that I remember watching all the time but I couldn't tell you what it is anymore I know that there were two redheads yeah like both brothers I think so and there was one big and one small yeah I loved it I watched it too but again can't recall that's an episode full of series that we watched but cannot recall they influenced us it did influence us yeah they still exist right Nickelodeon still exists yeah I think so yeah Um, so what other things did you watch well when I was a kid I watched a lot more tv in the 90s just put out there right away that when I started high school in 2000 um, I also started Sea Cadets and between school and cadets, I didn't really have a lot of time for TV. So anything that was popular then, I probably didn't watch it either at all or until 2006. 
until 2006. Well, yeah, because we didn't have TV in first year of university. So it was only things that I already had on DVD that I would be watching. It was only really movies. It wasn't TV shows. And same with second year. Watched a lot of movies, few TV shows. And it wasn't until third year of university in 2006 when I started like watching TV shows on DVD because my, my ex at the time had quite a lot of them on DVD. So we watched them. Pretty much the Looney Tunes franchise was phenomenal. Those yeah. cartoons, were, looking back on them, some of them are a little bit racist and off the cuff and, you know, not necessarily always as funny as we found them back in the day. But along those lines, there was also Tiny Tunes, which was basically the characters, but as kids. Did you ever see it? I saw it. I remember really enjoying it. I mean, I did la like the Looney Tunes as well and, and, and Tiny Tunes because they were cute and I had Like Speedy Gonzalez was also one of the ones that I watched. I don't think he counts as a Looney Tunes franchise, does he? I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He uh, could. Um, and then in that same kind of world, there was Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. Yeah. Did you know that one? It was my favorite cartoon in the Looney Tunes kind of realm, just solving mysteries. I, I was a big mystery buff. It was my favorite, just anything that was out of the ordinary and trying to solve crimes, trying to solve puzzles. I just loved it. So Sylvester and Tweety was right up there. Sylvester was my papa's favorite Looney Tunes character as well. Tweety was mine and we were kind of like a, a dynamic duo, the two of us anyways. So I always related the show to him as well. And just being able to follow along even with Granny and solve these mysteries. And it was, it was cool. It was like Scooby-Doo, but Sylvester and Tweety. Sylvester was the cat. Yeah, and Tweety was the bird. Tweety, I remember. Tweety's the yellow bird. I remember that. But I just thought for a second about the guy with the red mustache. Isn't there a small dude with the red mustache in the Looney Tunes? I think so. What's his name? I don't know. I thought it was Sylvester, but then it took me a while to realize that maybe it's not the small guy with the red mustache, but the cat. Oh, um, Yosemite Sam? Oh, yeah. I remember really enjoying the Roadrunner. Meet me. <laughs> I mean, the sound was not the best right now, but you get the gist. I really liked that one, even though the coyote always got the thing on his head. Uh, I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard that there is an episode that the Roadrunner wins and it's actually really sad. Why? Or no, that the Roadrunner gets caught, sorry. And it's actually really sad because like he gets eaten. Seriously, he gets I eaten? So, um... I, I haven't seen it. Um, did you ever watch Animaniacs? Yeah. Animaniacs was the best. I remember the song, but I'm not going to sing it right now. I totally remember the song. Um, it, it was so good. And you know how good it was? When I was in university, I was in a class on Eastern religions um, and Asian religions. We were doing a group project on Buddhism. Uh -huh. And we decided to do our group project on Buddhism in popular culture. So how it's represented in cartoons and TV shows. And we used Animaniacs as one of them because they go to a Buddhist monastery. Seriously? Yep. So this cartoon from the early 90s, we were referencing in a university class in 2005. Nice. It was awesome. It was such a good project. Do you remember how long they were on? It says it was 93 to 95. Only two years? Only two years. And it was... Oh, this says 93 to 98. 
Well, it was originally on 93 to 95 on Fox, and then it moved over to somewhere else. Oh, the WB from 95 to 98. So yeah, it was five years, not two years. Okay. And Pinky and the Brain? Yes, Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. Obviously, I watched that. That... I especially enjoyed the episode where technically it turns out that Brain would never be capable of getting world domination, but Pinky would. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I see myself in my parents' house after school watching that, and it's still being a topic while I was still in school. So I don't know how much it influenced me in the way as I'm not sure if I want world domination, but in general... (laughs) I mean, I I still quote it fairly regularly. What is a quote? It's something like, um, do you know what time it is, Pinky? It's time to take over the world. (laughs) Um. It's so hilarious for me to hear the the English versions of it because all of these shows I only watched in German, so I just know the German stuff. Um, The other shows that influenced me from the early 90s, or I suppose late 80s, So I was obsessed with these. I wasn't your typical little girl. My mom likes to remind me of this all the time. I didn't um, play with Barbies. I didn't watch Barbies. I didn't watch like TV shows that were geared towards little girls. I can't even think of a TV show from the late 90s that was geared towards little girls. No, I liked the animated series Cops. This was basically cartoon cops live in their cartoon cop life. There was loads of action figures. And mom was telling me the story the other day that when we would go to the store and she was like, Amanda, do you want me to buy you a board game? Um, have something that we can all play with as a family. Like here's trouble. Here's sorry. Here's the game of life. Would you like one of these? And I said, no, mommy, I want cops. And so <laughs> I just had all these cops and Ninja Turtles. That was my life. Cops and Ninja Turtles. And I actually found DVDs of the Cops series for like 50p per DVD in a shop a couple years ago. And I bought them and I watched them and I had zero recollection of them. Do not remember watching the show at all. But I remember the toys and just showing off my Cops action figures. I loved them. It was an animated series? An animated series. Saying that, though, I do remember, I I looked at the character list just before this show, and there was um, somebody called Tina Mainframe Cassidy, one of the characters, and I recall Mainframe. She was a police computer specialist who works for the Empire City's police department. She is the best computer jockey ever, whose talent in computer wizardry has helped solve even the most chaotic of capers. Mainframe is representative of a police technical analyst. And for, like, a TV show in the late 80s, I think that's pretty cool that, like, they're showcasing uh, a female being the best at computers. Yeah. I think it's it's amazing. I don't think it crossed the pond here. <laughs> it probably didn't. It was only on for Wikipedia said 88 to 89. Awesome. For 88 to 89 that a woman was a tech girl is pretty amazing. I thought so. Looking it up, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And also, she's the only character that I remember. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so. Young, uninfluenced Amanda, she was all about the boy shows. <laughs> Quote, unquote, boy shows. <laughs> Quote, unquote, boy shows. I love that. 
And I also watched the Ninja Turtles. They were amazing. Oh, the Ninja Turtles were the best. The original yeah. animated series. Yeah. I watched a lot. I actually think that April, the reporter, heavily influenced me because she was awesome and she was a female writer and she was just really cool. Man, all the awesome stuff. You see how important it is to be represented in stuff like that? Because when you say you've been influenced by the fact that there was a female reporter and you're writing now, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, that's, uh, I might have just had that breakthrough right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I actually uh, connected that before. That could be. I think a lot of things are not as conscious all the time. Before we move on to, like, real shows, because obviously cartoons aren't real shows, Monica. <laughs> um, there, wow. was, there was a Canadian show, and it was called Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it was basically a group of kids sitting around a campfire telling ghost stories. Oh, man. And it was really scary. I like, I remember both loving it and also being too scared to watch it. <laughs> um, so it was, it was definitely the precursor to a lot of modern horror. Like I wouldn't say that I love horror movies, but it could be the reason why I'm terrified of ghosts because it did a really good job of scaring the crap out of me, but I loved it. And it, good job, Canada, because you don't make a lot of really good TV shows. <laughs> this was a good one. <laughs> I remember watching a lot of horror when I was around 15, 16, like hardcore, a lot of stuff and all the worst things, but I can't watch it anymore. I went through this phase with a friend of mine when I lived in Pennsylvania for a few years, and we would rent horror movies every single Friday night and watch like two or three horror movies. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, how? how did this not fuck me up? Like I was 11, 12, 13 years old, like watching these horror movies. How seriously totally messed up. Mm -hmm. It, arachnophobia, um, the Blair Witch Project. We heard that one was so scary that we watched it with the light, lights on, but then it wasn't scary at all. And it was really boring. I remember not being able to go to the toilet and the bathroom after it. It didn't even influence me. Like I, I remember enjoying it. I was like, that was good. Like, it really scared the shits out of me just because of the, the potential threat of someone crawling out of the toilet and grabbing my ass and killing me. I mean, that's legit scary. Does that happen in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, they oh. come out of the bath. Well, that explains out of the shower. So they could drag you down in the showers and on the toilet and stuff. So that was... I thought it was just a drain. So, so cool. Maybe, maybe I actually hated that movie so much that I blocked it out because didn't actually realize that that's where my fear of something biting my arse while on the toilet came from. You do have that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. so. I think that must stem from, from it. I remember not being able to go to the bathroom after that because so scared. Yeah, too much horror when I was a teenager, so that doesn't happen anymore now. I just looked out my window and I could see this face in a door across the road and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> but it was just actually an old man standing at his front door. <laughs> you see? But on the other side, so it was kind of like a, a reflection. I wasn't really sure if it was there or not. Wow, okay. Let's change the subject to other <laughs> horror movies that we watched. <laughs> We're the best horror material of all times. 100%. I'm surprised that we didn't make a horror movie podcast, right? Like, what is this geek shit? <laughs> Please don't let us, don't, let's not ever do I horror. Think we, can, we can go over to why I, that's 
also the reason why I haven't watched The X-Files. Oh, well, The X-Files. Okay. The X-Files were amazing. Um, I watched a few episodes here and there throughout the 90s, but it wasn't until 2000 that I got really into them because my best friend, Steph Keating, uh, spoiler, she's going to be a guest on our show in a few weeks. She got me into The X-Files when I met her in 2000. She was obsessed with the show. She had action figures. She had posters. She had everything on, on VHS. And we watched a lot of them. And I remember being so enthralled by Dana Scully because she was this super logical female scientist who had no qualms about doing autopsies and cutting open bodies and firing guns. And the whole X-Files really fed into that love of mystery and love of solving crimes and, and just the unknown and, you know, all of that. And <laughs> I remember my parents and I and Steph went uh, away for a, a week or a long weekend or something. And it was the series finale of the X-Files. And so we made mom and dad leave because they would talk obviously during the show, right? Um, they still have that problem. <laughs> so we made them go out. We were like, go out for dinner, do something, just get out of here while we watch this. And they did. And we watched it. And I remember just like, I'll not spoil the ending, but it, something really amazing happened. And Steph and I just ran a room of this villa that we were staying in, like just overjoyed at how amazing the ending was. And it was perfect. And I loved the X-Files in conclusion of my monologue. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny that you say all of that because I never really made it past the intro because the intro song also scared the shit out of me I watched one episode once and I remember that being some I still like I get the shivers when I think about that some worms crawling under the skin and stuff and that I was think that like, episode was called slither just <laughs> I have no idea. That was the only episode I remember that I watched. And I mean, considering the fact that I don't remember what influenced me in a positive way, that's pretty intense that I remember that episode still because it grossed me out so much that it freaked me out all that warm, slithering, slithering thing, whatever you say, and the intro music. Like whenever I hear the first two or three notes of that intro song, I have to turn it off because I'm scared shitless. I have no idea why. And that's why I never watched the show. Watched the show. That's so <laughs> funny. Seriously, even when I think about this, I'm like, I get goosebumps that shivers down my neck. And I get like those same shivers, but out of excitement. I'm like, yay, the truth is out there, Monica. The truth is out there. I'm not sure if I want to know. You do want to know. Just watch it all. Just just put your big girl pants on and sit on the couch in the daylight if you have to and just watch them all. Though I will say that Tom is also slightly creeped out by the X-Files. You can only watch like one or two episodes at a time. Then he's like, mm, I'm done now. That's why I like him so much. He feels me. Maybe I give it a go. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. I will figure something out. So it kind of amazes me that the X-Files was way too scary for you and yet you loved Buffy. I did like Buffy, but that wasn't scary. Like, but there were no worms crawling around, and the intro music wasn't horrible. No, the intro music was rad and yeah, ready to kick your ass epic. Yeah. Um, I, I, we're going to do an entire episode on Buffy. What, maybe two, because there's maybe so we much can to talk about. Binge watch it first again. <laughs> I am up for that. We like, can do that. Six years of TV. That's the only show that I managed to successfully watch 
even through high school when I was like crazy busy. Oh, and the X-Files, Buffy and the X-Files. But the X-Files was on a Sunday, so it was okay. That was back in the day when you had to watch for the next episode to come out. But to be honest, I don't think I, I finished the show. What? That's why I probably have to rewatch all of it. Oh my I, God, Monica, you're just dropping these bombs all over the place. I know, but you haven't seen Roseanne though. I haven't seen Roseanne. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes, but it didn't have any influence on me. But it's the base, practically, of the Big Bang Theory. 60% of the cast of the Big Bang Theory was it together in Roseanne. That's true. Because okay, I, I say that's true, and I'm like, I can only think of two members of the cast that were in the uh, Roseanne. So. Roseanne's sister is Sheldon's mother. Didn't know that, okay. Leonard? Yeah, I knew he was in it. Was Darlene's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Darlene is the scientist girl whose name I forgot right now. Yeah, I forget her name too, but... And you say that's 60%? Three characters? Yes. It's 60%. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm really glad that math is not your profession, Monica. <laughs> did I say that I did my A-levels in math? Oh, dear. I was the best one in my class. Just saying. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can calculate properly in my head. But yeah. Yeah, Buffy. Um, I know I remember like a friend of mine being super into it, mostly because of Angel, but technically super into it. So that was like her all-time favorite TV show. And I did watch it and I did watch a lot. At some point, I think I lost track of it or I missed too many episodes and then I lost track of it. And so I didn't finish it entirely, but it was pretty, pretty rad. I really like Willow. Willow was awesome. Buffy was my first grown-up TV show when it first aired. I found it just by flipping through the channels. I hadn't heard anything about it. And I was like, oh, this looks good. It was the first episode. It was five minutes in and I just stopped and started watching it. I was like, oh, this is amazing and like 11 year old Amanda is just over the moon with this show and yep first growing up tv show that I ever watched and huge huge influence from the entire list that we have she's probably the strongest female character in all of them I wouldn't that is a strong statement we do have a few other people on here who are also very strong female characters shoot them at me Xena warrior princess (laughs) Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Buffy is, she is up there. Yeah. Freaking awesome. But like Xena, she was a warrior princess, you know? Yeah, she's a warrior princess. But also she is the answer to Hercules, isn't she? In a way. In a way. Like like the, it's not that, I'm not saying that they made her. Whenever a woman comes after a man, it feels like and we have to make a general statement that this is possible. And I'm wearing short skirts and have big boobies. And that makes me a strong female character. And if they call me warrior, then I'm awesome. I mean, that doesn't mean that she's not awesome. I probably watched two little episodes, but it's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Warrior Prince is awesome. But Buffy wore more clothes than that and it was awesome. <laughs> That's true. Like, I think they're very different female role models. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched Xena since it was first live on air. So yeah, I don't, whereas Buffy, I've watched a few times completely through. But I remember like late 90s. Actually, I remember watching it in 1995. It must have been the first season because I watched it in my first house before we moved and we moved in 96 mm-hmm. and I remember lying on the floor looking up at this beautiful warrior 
queen. I know she was a princess, but she was in my head. She was just phenomenal doing and kicking ass and taking names and just, ah, she was awesome. And I was laid on the floor on the like kind of longish carpet, looking up at the TV. Cause that's what I did. I laid on the floor to watch TV <laughs> and just feeling overwhelmingly happy and strong emotions going towards her. Okay. Like for, for a <laughs> nine-year-old girl, it was awesome. Yeah. Probably I haven't watched it enough to... I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. You are going to or I should? We both should. Yeah. And then we'll do an episode on Xena. Holy cow, all the episodes we have to re-binge to talk about it properly. But I mean, that's probably the best way to do it, right? Absolutely. And it's like fresh in your mind and you're ready to go. Maybe I prejudged it. So everyone who loves Xena, I'm sorry if I'm prejudgy. I will educate myself and we'll get back to you on that. It'll be good. I'm excited for this. It's going to take a while though. She was on for how long? Six years? Six years. Same amount of time as Buffy. So we just need to prioritize which episode we want to record first. So another character from the Big Bang Theory got her start in the early 90s and that is Blossom. Oh yeah. That show was really cool. Blossom was, she wore a lot of hats. I don't remember a lot about it. I remember her wearing a lot of hats being pretty smart, talking a lot. And Joey Lawrence and his, whoa, that was a terrible. Maybe I'll find a clip of that and I'll just like put it over where I said that. I remember the intro where she was dancing around like a crazy person. Yes. And was it like, did she wear switching hats in the intro? Like where Mm -hmm. they photomorph the hats onto her? Like in the Michael Jackson? 100% because hats were Blossom's thing. She always wore a hat. I'm glad she came back as Amy, though. Me too. I think I prefer her as Amy because as Amy, she's freaking hilarious. Amy is awesome. And um, what's her name? Mayim um, Bialik? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, she is amazing. Um, I love everything about her. She she has a YouTube channel that's actually phenomenal. Do you mean, And she has a website, Broke Nation. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's a really cool, really cool person. Mayim Bialik, I think it is. Yeah, I think she's a pretty good role model for geek girls, too. Like, she's an actual neuroscientist, isn't she? Yes, she's smart. (laughs) So I'm going to go back to the Buffy universe. I'm just going to change that subject right back to Buffy. Um, And talk about two shows that director uh, Joss Whedon, he created a whole load of shows, but two that I want to talk about very briefly, one being Firefly which was specifically the TV show that I was talking about that I only saw in 2006. But Monica has never seen it, so judge her, not me. (laughs) I have never seen it. I'm sorry. You should be. It's phenomenal. But Um, then I'm like, I'm going to get super into it. And then I know it ends after the first season. The movie Serenity, that kind of, it was created to kind of wrap up all the loose threads that season one left. Okay. some closure okay but definitely like firefly had some amazing role models strong female characters and i think that we need to do an episode on that as well just saying we can watch that one in a weekend but all the episodes i have to watch now all the stuff i have to watch but that gives me reason to watch something again um and then angel which spun off right from buffy i've actually never finished it and i've only started watching it 
in the last six years. I borrowed the DVDs from a friend from uh, an old work because she couldn't believe that I'd never seen an angel. So she lent them to me and I still haven't finished them. Joanna, I'm really sorry. I still have your DVDs. It's interesting because we wrote down from when the series aired, right? Buffy was 1997 to 2003. And Angel was 1999 to 2004. So I thought it lasted, like it started later and lasted longer, but apparently it was pretty much overlapping. Yeah, it overlapped a lot. There was a few crossover episodes, which I always thought were cool. When you're like, oh, look, there's Buffy. Oh, that's Willow. But I don't know how it ends. So I should probably finish it. As I said, I haven't watched Firefly. I did watch a bit of Angel. But also, since I didn't finish Buffy, I also didn't finish Angel. So something I was really obsessed with, and you said that I can at least mention it, the opinion of some people of me will not get better when I say that out loud now. Just but say I was rip the bandaid off. I'm ripping the bandaid off. But I was really obsessed with Dawson's Creek. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm sorry, I know. I really liked it. In German, I think it was even more horrible than in English, actually, because they overdid the entire language aspect of them talking super smart. But I really enjoyed that one. And that's the reason why I cannot hate Katie Holmes, because for me, she's the epiphany of a beautiful person. If I had had a wish and could change something, I would want to look like her because she's just so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I really like, like, I really enjoyed this entire series even though a lot of the people think it's stupid but i have all the box sets and i recently rewatched all of them and i cried so much i do watch a lot of stuff where i have to cry um, like, i am sorry monica i've only seen like a handful of episodes of dawson's creek yeah it's never something that appealed to 13 year old amanda she didn't really get into it i don't know like i know their names and i like recall an occasional episode I think I tried to get into it in maybe like 2001 or 2002 but I couldn't because I'd missed so much of it and yeah yeah as I said not the geekiest of all that's like the biggest tv shows for me um there's also Saved by the Bell and Full House but I wouldn't really class them as a geeky influence I did watch Full House Saved by the Bell I think I need the German version of that thing it was just a group of American teenagers. I loved Kelly Kapowski. I thought she was awesome. I've seen probably them all. And I'm just, I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to take it back. And I will say that it did have a geeky influence on me because when I met my two best friends from university, we, we had a bond over Saved by the Bell because it was awesome. <laughs> and they went to college and we were at university and we, we, we bonded over it. Um, we were Ashley and I obsessed over Zach Morris and Kim and I obsessed over AC Slater. And Kim's birthday is in February. And every like January 31st, February 1st, it's like 28 days of Slater. Not 28 days later, 28 days of Slater. We celebrate AC Slater like every February. So it did have a geeky influence. Whether it was a geeky show, that's debatable. But there was definitely geeky influence that came out of it. So in entire February, you, you watched... Saved by the Bell? No, we just worship Mario Lopez. Oh, okay. Sometimes we watch the show, but mostly we just share pictures of AC Slater. That's pretty awesome. Now you have a show or a movie written down here that I've never heard of. So I'm going to let you take that over. You mean Fanta Giro? Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> 
thank you. Um, that was actually, um, it was a series of movies about a princess. It was super fancy. So she was the one daughter of a king and it was about a black witch. I see a pattern here. Uh, <laughs> and about an entire kingdom with a lot of fantasy action. It never occurred to me that this could not be in like an American or a uh, UK movie. But I when mean, I'm I, not saying it's not, I just have never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, but I researched it and it's actually an Italian movie. So it's from Italy. There are five movies. I totally have that in my head as something that influenced me a lot because I feel like it was on from 91 until 96. So there were like four movies, five movies during that time. A lot of movies in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But when I hear, but when I think about that movie, I recall a feeling of being drawn in into that mystery, witchy, fantasy kind of realm as something that... I, super draw me in but also seemed like something that maybe I shouldn't have watched it at that age so it feels like it was actually a movie for grown-ups um and I was still pretty young when I saw it so I but I still remember or recall that interest and that being drawn into that movie because she used to be princess and she had to go fight for I don't remember what but she cut her hair she had a really short boyish haircut I mean it was almost like a mushroom cut wasn't it or a bowl cut yeah yeah yeah. she had to save her kingdom or save her father she it was her duty to to fight whatever was the topic of that movie then but it was a lot of fantasy and witches and stuff and I Really, really, really enjoy it watching that. And I, th- I think that would be a movie that transports me back to my childhood. Probably, yeah. That's definitely something you should watch. It was also a bit about love, though. But yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be something you would enjoy. It, sound, it sounds like something yeah. I would enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be up for it. Some shows that I just want to give uh, an honorable shout out to because... When I was in high school, like I say, I didn't watch a lot of TV that wasn't Buffy or The X-Files um, or The Simpsons because The Simpsons was, all, well, my dad was like, you don't, you can't watch The Simpsons. And I was like, don't tell me what I can't watch. But um, I was just, I was too busy. So I, I never watched shows, but my friends watched like geeky shows. They watched all those like Smallville, which was about Superman when he was a teenager. Um, Who you know, story to interrupt you here, that the actor who plays Superman in Smallville plays in the Amazon Prime show Lucifer. I didn't know that. It's hilarious. All right. Continue. Yes, Smallville. okay. Smallville, Veronica Mars. Yeah. I really like Kristen Um, Bell. Yeah, never. I've still never to this day seen an episode. And yeah, I know that people, like, wasn't that the first crowdfunded movie or something? Really? The Veronica Mars movie? I don't know. That might not actually be true, but I feel like it's something like that. Wasn't it a TV series? Or was it a TV series? But wasn't it like something to do with Veronica Mars was one of the first crowdfunded? Hmm. I haven't actually seen that, to be very honest, again. Yeah, other ones that they that they loved, there was um, Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And, like loads in that kind of, kind of realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'm trying to look up shows from that era. But Stargate? I can't. Yes, Stargate. Upset. They they loved it. And like these shows, 
they would go on and on and on and talking about them. And I'd never seen them. I was like, ha ha ha. What are you talking about? <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of the like Star Trek alien kind of things like Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica or stuff like that. I didn't watch a lot of that. I never watched any of that. Shout out to all those TV shows that my friends watch and I still to this day have never seen. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Awesome for being out there. So viewers, listeners, I'm going to call you viewers because we were talking about TV. What did you watch in the 90s? What was your biggest influences? Tell us about it. Um, write into the show, uh, comment on our social media, comment on iTunes, send us an email. I would love to know, as I know Monica would love to know, what influenced your geeky ways. If you're Steph Keating, sorry, I've already given away most of your geeky influences, but tell us anyways. And we have a Patreon. We would love it if you hopped on over. You can get the link in any of the show notes and the bio of our Instagram account and Twitter just to hop over and see what we've got going on over there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Geek Caring and all our geeky influences. See you next week. Bam. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.